0: One, two, three.
1: Welcome to Three Song Stories, the podcast that leverages the bonds formed between music and memory to create bonds between our guests and you. Thanks for listening. I'm Mike Canire. Our guest today is Rachel Iacovone, a name WGCU listeners will know quite well. She started off as an intern here, like myself, and worked her way up to being our full-time All Things Considered host starting about a year ago. Her bio says that when not hosting the afternoon show, she can be found in her office, which used to be mine way back in the day, threatening to throw her computer out the window over her latest data investigation. She's like our big data expert around here. Rachel got started in journalism as a food writer and says her social media is still pretty much three-quarters cuisine close-ups with some selfies sprinkled in. She's a rare born and raised Southwest Floridian, originally from Naples, and one of the first graduates of the journalism program at Florida Gulf Coast University. While it's been great getting to know her, and I'm sure our paths will continue to cross down the road, Rachel just accepted a position as Morning Edition host at Nashville Public Radio her first day is i believe one week from right now so while she's been on the three song stories list for a while that meant now is the time before it ran out so let's get to her song stories Hi, Rachel.
0: Hi, Mike. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so it's two weeks from right now, not one week.
0: Yeah, as we're recording, this, two weeks from today.
1: Okay. I, I, I heard bad rumor there. I shouldn't have passed it along without fact-checking. Rachel, been... is, is that a week as in seven days or a week as in ten days? <laughs> oh, oh, we're already down the inside <laughs> jokes road. Uh, what's your character's name in the wizard's thing?
0: Oh, it's – I know it. Wait. It's something ridiculous. It's uh, Profit Reporter because Pro- – Profit like, the, Reporter the Daily like P-R-O-F-I-T?
1: P-R-O-F-I-T. Yeah. No. <laughs> that's
0: that's <laughs> what because is of gonna... my economics thing? No, no. no the the Daily to,
1: Profit. I just had to get a dad joke in there within the first two minutes of this uh, conversation. I gotta go. <laughs> okay. So what was – I'm going to trick you here, so be careful. What was the first memory you can recall of listening to public radio?
0: A trick? A trick? Why?
1: Well, because I usually ask people their musical background, and this is not. Oh, this is okay. totally different.
0: <laughs> um, my first real memory was actually listening to you. Um, okay. Yeah, um, yeah. When you were morning edition host. And because I had like heard it here and there. So I remember listening and being like, oh, I know what NPR is. But I was in the car on my way to high school, and my best friend's mom used to drive us all the time. So uh, the barbers, they listen to you, they'll probably hear this. But she was driving us and had Morning Edition up, and that was kind of like what convinced me that This American Life wasn't the only thing that WGCU aired that was cool. So you were
1: already familiar with This American Life, sort of. Yeah. Um, did you have any s- s- inkling in your mind at that point in time that you would wind up as the All Things Considered host and now Morning Edition host for Nashville?
0: No, no, absolutely not. Um, I did print you know, at first, and I was like a copy editor where it was as far behind the desk as I could get was the better you know it wasn't until I started covering politics and then it forces you to be up front you know? mm-hmm.
1: okay uh, musical background of your childhood there in Naples as a rare southwest Florida native
0: <laughs> um, my music like, was really my parents, obviously, and, like, Kids Bop, you know, um, mm-hmm. whatever's on the radio. But b- they basically, like, played hits a lot for us in the car because they could not agree on genres. So my mom's, like, jazz, if she had her way. Like, if she's alone, she's just listening to jazz. Usually, like, just... Instrumental jazz is my mom. Uh, But if she's listening to like music with words, it was like Celia Cruz and like Gloria Stefan and like Mark Anthony, Ricky Martin, that era, Mm -hmm. you know. And this is also the 90s. This is like peak, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then my dad is like Black Sabbath. (laughs) Oh, wow. If he's toning it down, it was like Daughtry. So, okay. uh, that was much more his wheelhouse. She always joked that he was like a very like white guy rocker, you know, and she was like a stereotypical Latina. So they kind of met in the middle only in like hit stations. So, gotcha. like, whatever will put it on for the kids.
1: Um, uh, did, did she like take it hard when we got rid of the overnight jazz?
0: No, okay. She didn't know about it until like two months before because she goes eventually. So like, oh my God, they have jazz. And then it was gone. And then you broke her heart. Yeah, you ripped it right out. No, uh, she usually just like listened to CDs and cassettes, like where she was still buying a car so then she could like put CDs or cassettes. She didn't want to go all digital yet right, because right. she didn't know how to transfer it onto a phone or how to, once it's on a phone, play it. You know? Right, right. Uh, okay. Earliest musical
1: memory you can recall.
0: My earliest musical memory is probably watching The Yellow Submarine all the time. Oh, okay. So that's the one I feel – there's probably a couple others. Did you guys have like, it like
1: on VHS or something yeah, if you say all the time? yeah.
0: All the time. Like I was – the that was the thing. You know, every child has like the – replay the movie. Okay, replay the movie. And so they oh. both love the Beatles. And so they really like this cartoon. And then I really like this cartoon – and even watching it back, it's like on Amazon Prime now mm-hmm. and I'll watch it and like there's a lot of like very punny things, which, you know, I enjoy. So it starts <laughs> with even like 80,000 leagues below the sea. It lay or lie. I'm not too sure. And it's <laughs> like, this is why I'm this way. I think. And that
1: resonated. Yeah. 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 OK, uh, how about a, a time when music moved you uh, some way, either emotionally or spiritually or something like that when you were young?
0: When I was young, I think I found that a lot in church. You know, there is like certain songs like on eagle's wings i feel like a lot of people maybe a lot of catholics would very much identify with and i think it was the first time i was sitting there like in a very poofy christmas dress you know at christmas eve mass and i was like why do i feel like crying you know it's just a beautiful song so, uh, a lot of songs like that, like "Hark the Herald Angels Sing," like I loved that. I was like three and knew all the words to it. And so I think because we went to church a lot, you know, a lot of the emotional ones were there. Which is funny because, no offense to Catholics, but they're not like the raise their hands during worship type of yeah. people. They're very buttoned up. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah, You know then it was like shoving it down in the middle of church. Hmm.
1: Uh, so, what was the first device that you had that was your own that you could play your music on?
0: It was... Well, I had you know like CD players yeah. and things, but the one that I would be like, this was the first thing that I really had. It wasn't like a hand me down from somebody. It was a MP3 player that I specifically remember buying from Toys R Us, and it was just like a USB drive essentially. That yeah, was yeah. Using.
1: Did it, was it? Did it have like a really little janky kind of screen that you know, like <laughs> you know, terrible? You, yeah. <laughs> where it was
0: like you know, uh, like underscores and things, like Fergalicious underscore Fergie. Yeah, know? yeah,
1: yeah. Did it? Um, was that was that contemporaneous to iPad? I mean, um, um iPods. and iPods was just sort were of coming like the, okay. out, but
0: they weren't what they are. You know, yeah, 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 They're like first generation, whereas like the really rich kids again, that's I'm from what, Naples. Well, so. and that's what
1: I was getting at. Yeah, you know, it's like, yes. It, oh, my friends have the iPods, and I've got this little thing I got at <laughs> Toys R Us that was 1999. I, like, I have that better music. Works almost as you know, just basically the same thing.
0: Your headphone quality mattered, I think, yeah, more. Yeah. So it was like, I'll splurge on that because the iPod is just a fancy mp3 player
1: exactly so uh, first music you own yourself
0: uh, I think the first one I bought for myself was uh justin timberlake's future sex love sounds
1: okay (laughs) what medium would that have been a cd cd
0: yeah and i think it was like in the fifth grade so uh before that i owned like britney albums i had my parents buy a lot of britney spears Mm. and uh definitely made them buy like fallout boy at the time but the first one that i put my own money up for because i think my parents weren't going to buy me future sex love sounds but just because of the name right right sure it's also the album like sexy back is from so that era of Justin you're Timberlake. you're saying these words like they mean something. Me. It's, a, it's a great
1: song um uh i don't know the answer to this did you ever play a musical instrument
0: like, yeah what did have you, you not play? heard richard and i talk about this before well, maybe not i feel like i I'm played gonna... flute uh in marching we're band
1: we're, yeah we're 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 team flout <laughs> we're flautists we're flautists <laughs> so you marched in band and played flute? Yes. How did I not know that?
0: I tried to learn violin when I was really young because my dad was a violinist, but uh, that like I'm not awesome at string instruments. So I really wish I had done something more useful, like... Played guitar or piano, right? But then, like Lizzo's gotten really popular, and she plays flute. So then to bust I feel the cool. Flute
1: out. Start going to open mics.
0: I thought I was going to bring it in for the hurricane because, like, we had what other thought people you meant here for today. I was <laughs> like,
1: you're going to reach behind you. Look, look what I have.
0: <laughs> just kidding. Here's my piccolo. <laughs> uh,
1: and so, was there music being? You said your dad was a violinist. Was that like happening around the house, or was that just something no? It that was part like, of his background.
0: Something he did before marriage, you know, kind of thing. And then it would sit in the like random closet like our spare closet and he just randomly pull out his violin sometimes and play you know he was teaching himself guitar when i was young so i remember that a lot like him watching those like on vhs those little like tab you know things but um yeah my mom never played an instrument she's not musical and he likes singing too so that was she likes i think the entertainment value of music a lot more so she would love to see that but not be a part of it gotcha
1: well you know it's not too late to learn the guitar or something or the ukulele i could see you a ukuleleist i thought about
0: that in middle school when that started trending right right right
1: well no who plays it mike what is a ukulele um musician called i just tried two different attempts at saying it and said it two different ways because i ukuleleist ukuleleer ukulele this is
0: something we need to know eventually look it up
1: richard okay we are moving on to your first song while richard looks up what you call one who plays a ukulele Sentence I had never thought I'd say. Or, no, I guess I could have thought I'd said that.
0: There's no convention, it says the internet. Ah, all right.
1: Oh, I'm talking about a momentum stopper. Okay, what's your first song?
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, my first song is Yahe hey, by Vampire Weekend. Uh, this group I love. I have loved them always. I've spent ridiculous amounts of money to own them on like every platform. So, I'll buy like the CD, buy the vinyl by a cassette even, you know. I have one of those, like record players that has a it's bunch like of things. Cas-
1: yeah, allows you to play the old school mediums. So
0: in case I want to play is their a- album track that A-track thing on the side? Yeah. It does? <laughs> you no, know, it really does. <laughs> okay.
1: <Yeah. laughs> it's, it's cool, you know? Yeah, no, that, I almost want one of those now.
0: I have a very large record collection. I just like pulling, it's the same thing, like, you know, I shoot film still. It's just, like, right. the feel or whatever. Uh, cassettes, I have no reason. Like, they bust so easy. I don't really know why I have them. But, yeah, so Vampire Weekend, I would say, is one of those that's, like, seen me grow up, you know? And the band has kind of grown up a lot over that time. So this is from this album that really happened to, like, converge with my own life. The like lead singer Ezra Koenig talks a lot about religion in his thing. So this is Modern Vampires of the City. It got, like, so many accolades from this album because they're talking a lot about, like, religious wars and whatnot and kind of like the internal war that you're facing with religion. So this song really stuck out to me from the entire album because the others were more general. They're about the world, you know, because this song is, it says Yahweh, but as you'll hear, it kind of sounds like Yahweh, Mm -hmm. your way, and it talks about, like, your internal battle with God and... Your concept of God and why if he's so, you know, ever present uh, and he has so much power, then why doesn't he stop like bad from happening in the world? But also why would he because humans suck? So why does he love us anyway? Kind of it's it's like a twofold thing. But I heard this um when my family, like I said, we were Catholic, so we went to the Catholic church all the time, and my parents are in like the psych field, so they're more liberal in their beliefs, you know, so even though we're devout, it was more devout toward God. So when I was in third grade, so backtrack way before this album, I that was when the Boston Globe spotlight. You know, investigation came out right? and that really hit my parents very hard. These are the types of kids that they would be seeing, you know, so they knew for a long time, but they didn't know how prominent the issue was.
1: Yeah. They didn't realize it was necessarily completely pervasive.
0: Yeah. And they were kind of disgusted by the fact that a lot of people in the church said, like, well, we all knew this and they thought they only knew because they were counselors you know, so that they were seeing people on the other end of it. They didn't realize that everyone in the church was kind of being complacent maybe, or at least they felt that way. I'm not going to say everyone was. I think a lot of people were stunned by it, but maybe the older generation had heard rumors for a long time and then let it go. So it was groundbreaking investigation. Uh, It's just interesting because that like kind of, formed like an investigative mind for me Mm -hmm. also in that way. And we considered leaving the church at that point and we didn't. So uh, fast forward now to high school and this album's coming out and my little sister, she's four years younger than me. So she was pretty young um, when she started self-harming. So, she um started with very small cuts you know on her wrist, and it got to the point where it was life threatening you know and so she was hospitalized many times at the center where my parents actually met as counselors, mm. so it was like a very strange twofold situation where now they've got to walk their daughter into this place where they had met and people yeah. would recognize them and you know and it's like not about pride at that moment, but it's just a a strange thing so uh, I told my sister I was going to mention this, you know, because it's kind of her story. But she said it's as much my story because I went through it with, for so many years with her. She's good now. So obviously, if I told my sister, she's all right. But she kind of had a very dark period. And in that, my parents were saying, like, the Catholic Church is not helping. She's going to Catholic school, too. I didn't. You know, I went to a public school. But she kind of had some problems at the local uh, elementary, middle school. So they moved her over and it was just not going well. So we started going to a non-denominational church. And that was the first time I saw um, not to say at all that non-denominational churches like in mass or that any besides this one, because I have this experience with a couple now. But this one in particular, um, I wouldn't say the church itself, but a lot of the people that were there were very extreme in their beliefs. And it was the first time that I saw like Christianity used for hatred. The Catholic Church is very about social justice, at least the charismatic Catholic churches that I'd attended. So this was... Uh, very much during the, like, rise of the LGBT movement. Again, I would say the second wave is like when kids are now coming out again, Mm -hmm. you know. And so people are starting to care about this issue a lot, even within churches. And a lot of churches are coming out as open and affirming. And this church was very anti this. Mm -hmm. Um, And so hearing this song with all of these problems happening at once, it did make me actually for probably the first time in my life questioned God you know uh, where was he in my own life and in the U.S. as this was all happening and probably in the world because even though LGBT issues were like a big thing here they were a life and death situation around the world
1: Hmm. well let's listen to it uh Yahé by Vampire Weekend from their 2013 album Modern Vampires of the City when was the last time you listened to that?
0: Um, probably a few months ago. Okay. You know, but immediately came to mind when you were like picked your three songs, right? You know, I started listening to that album again because I started going back to the Catholic Church.
1: I was going to ask, I connect the dots from I'm um, you know trying out some non Catholic churches to now you're back at church.
0: Uh, in college, I still was going to non denominational churches now on my own, you know. And I think in college in particular, a lot of people were if, if it was not LGBT, they were coming out with a lot of different things. So people are being suddenly like very true to themselves and the pushback was even greater. So I was going to a college ministry and it was very clicky in that like I had to follow their specific rules and uh, I couldn't care about things like LGBT issues, you know, or cover them even. Like it's not even my opinion about things. It was just that I was... Cover them for
1: the student newspaper.
0: Yeah. You know, I was a budding journalist and now they're like, we saw you at a GSA meeting and that's a gay straight alliance meeting. And they've actually changed the name since, but it's like, well, I could have been the straight part of that part, but why would that matter? You know, Um, I have a job to do and I'm going to do it. And they saw it as if I cover things that they don't agree with, then I'm not being Christian when it's like, well, you know, I have to cover... Everything that's my job. So um, eventually, I just wasn't going to church. You know, I the like the college ministry was on a Tuesday night, so was the college paper, and so if I wanted to be an editor, I could not do both. And. It was which one was more welcoming at that point. You know, I was sick of following a lot of like rules that were definitely made by people, not God. Mm -hmm. So I just started going to the paper. And the more I did that, the more I wasn't in church at all. So it wasn't until I graduated that I said, like, I'm I'm missing this, you know, and this is still something I care about. I just need to find. A place for me. And I realized, like, I never really wanted to leave the Catholic Church. It was to really help my sister. And I think it did for a while. Um, my sister now is actually, like, engaged to a Baptist. Like, he's a pastor for the youth ministry there. Mm-hmm. And um, she's, like, living out of state. They're very happy. And um, she is part of their worship team and everything. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's whatever works for somebody you know Uh, my parents always said you don't even have to stay with this religion you don't have to be christian as long as you like have something you care about
1: so um have you ever seen them live i mean you got all their stuff the vampire uh haven't you
0: heard me talking about this like multiple times i'm going uh, i can't listen
1: to all of it
0: (laughs) i know i've said it so many times that i'm annoying people here i'm going to their concert where people now have asked me like have you gone yet (laughs) I've mentioned it for like seven months. I bought the tickets like way in advance and I was like in a queue online, you uh-huh. know, to like wait. So I thought you were you were there when I was doing the like, does anyone else want now, tickets? Well, see,
1: your office is way down the hall now. <laughs> it used to be right next door and now it's, it's on the other side of the building. That I could bother basically. you with it, this kind it, of stuff. Well, yeah, it used to just be right there.
0: <laughs> it's the end of August, so I actually have to come back to Florida for oh, okay. it. It was ninety dollars for the ticket. Okay. Um, yeah. Do
1: do do many of their songs have the like little chipmunk voice in it, or no. was that just okay? That's just unique to that song. Um, okay. Uh, where does music fit into your life in your day to day? Do you listen to music in the car, or are you listening to NPR mostly? Like, where does I where listen does
0: it... to NPR on the way home? Now I used to listen honestly to the Daily in the morning. So mm. now we air the Daily, so I can always do that at home but on the way home I'll listen to NPR because in the morning I'm actually usually listening to like a local Christian station it's like if I'm going to work I want to be in the best music? Yeah Okay Usually that's like you know five minutes of talking they'll yeah, do yeah. certain things here but even when they're talking I feel like I'm not going to listen to a hit station because it feels very pointless and yeah. I don't usually like hit music I tend to listen to like indie music clearly I mean Vampire Weekend but um, that... What a hipster
1: hmm? He called you a hipster <laughs>
0: What's new? I don't, think, yeah. I don't
1: know if Rachel's a hipster necessarily. I don't. That doesn't. I was a hipster before More, it was cool. Very, yeah, and being exactly. called a hipster or being called not a hipster. <laughs> Um, uh, uh, so you are you, Are you all digital these days you say you have records of Vampire Weekend do you have records of other things too or is that just like your one niche where you have the physical copies of stuff?
0: Oh no no I have like Kendrick Lamar even. Okay. you know so I shouldn't say I just listen to indie too like I definitely listen to like some rap um, and even some country now I better get used to it going to Nashville but... I,
1: I think that's probably not a stereotype yeah.
0: <laughs> probably real.
1: Yeah yeah um, okay so what about when you're hosting All Things Considered? you get to pick you know here's a little peek behind the curtain listeners the hosts get to pick the music at the top of the hour and you get to pick your music how did you decide what to play while you were here hosting All Things
0: Considered uh, always read the promo copy first. You don't want to, like, go in with rap music and well, then, no. like... Well,
1: but of course. But <laughs> yeah. in terms of, like, because I remember when I first got to be the host, I went and looked at the music I liked and tried to find minute, at least minute-long sections that were instrumental and kind of said, this is what well, I'm going to use. I and...
0: like, like, Cardi B, right? There's no instrumental parts of her music, but someone's made a recreation of the beat of one of her songs. So, like, I definitely have played, like, Bodak Yellow, her most, you know, popular song. And John got credit for it one time. Someone tweeted at us and was like, oh, my gosh. John Davis is bumping Bodak Yellow I love WGC I was like how dare he I came into work and was like you was play Bodak Yellow drive. he goes what's Bodak Yellow <laughs> he just chose like one of the first ones on my USB but um, yeah I have like a wide range uh, I only have one Salsa song on there so like I feel bad using it too many times with, like a theme of like Latin America right, right so I'll try to space it out in there uh, I have that one that your daughter recognized uh, from yeah. House uh,
1: yeah I remember that yeah she was yeah. like I think this is from House I'm I'm like, well, I know the person playing it, so I texted you.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was uh, I inherited that from Jessica, but I think she got that from Topher, so that's been handed down from multiple, you know,
1: hosts now. The closed music at nine o'clock this morning that John Davis played came off of a CD that I burned back when I was the All Things Considered host. It's so he's a, stealing it's, everything. Yeah, it's sixty seconds of a fish song.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah.
1: Just the, the ball just keeps rolling down the field. Um, uh, karaoke, are you a karaoke karaokeer?
0: Uh, I definitely was. Not anymore. I feel like it's hard to maybe find around here. But middle school, you know, like there's always that one house everyone hangs out at. Our house was it. So I should mention we were in a neighborhood of all teachers' kids. So my parents ended up working for the school system. And then our whole neighborhood were like cops' kids, teachers' kids. And then they thus trusted us to be out until God knows when, you know. Right. And my parents in particular, like everyone's like, yeah, just – Go over there. Who cares? And we would have like 13 kids sometimes in our living room. And I bought Sing Star, which is a karaoke game on PlayStation 2. Okay. And everyone would like then be occupied for hours, you know, because we'd just be playing whatever it was. I got the rock edition because then I would have Panic at the Disco on it, too. You know, (laughs) I've heard of them. Yeah. (laughs) I'll thank Gwen for that.
1: That's exactly right. (laughs) Um, Okay, it is time for your second song.
0: All right. So uh, my second song, I won't make you pronounce it, is Aventurera, which means Thank adventurer. <laughs> and um, this is completely in Spanish. So if you could not tell from the name, and her name is Natalia La Forcade, but it's spelled like four in the middle, mm-hmm. uh, which is like, we don't spell things O-U usually in Spanish. I, I wasn't noticing that actually. Yeah. So I'm not really sure about that, but I'm sure that's not her real name. And um, I actually saw this song on, like, Spotify and was immediately, like, attracted to the album cover because it's her with, like, a very large white hat on and a white dress. And I was going to Puerto Rico and I just bought an outfit that looked... Just like this, like the same style of scalloped dress and large, like large hat. You're not thinking big enough sun hat when I'm telling you this, you know? So, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like your arms (laughs) with. So, uh, I was like, oh, I'll listen to a couple of these songs. And that one really stuck out to me. I was like, oh, I like it. And it has an up, like, it's a very upbeat song kind of, but it has like a, a good message as one of the lines, which I'll give away now since it is in Spanish. So it is saying like, give the pain of your, give the pain of your life essentially like to your past. So like getting rid of it by like making your past pay for it. And uh, it's like a very poetic thing to say in Spanish. It's a little harder when you're translating it. But I was listening to it and I was like, it's not as upbeat as you think. It's saying like upbeat because you need to get rid of, what you're going through or whatever. And it is a very like traveling song. I had a whole playlist of all these like indie songs, but this is the one at the top of this playlist. And I kept repeating it over and over. So we get to Puerto Rico and this is the first time I'm driving around, you know? So anytime I go on a trip with my mom, she's like, you hate my driving, you drive. So, If you've ever heard, Puerto Rico has terrible roads, like they're filled with potholes and everything. And we're in this tiny rental and I, the whole time was a little stressed out. So it's like, I'm going to play my music. I don't really care what's on the hit radio here. And we were driving through like to get from where we were staying in San Juan. There's San Juan and then there's Viejo San Juan. So a lot of people tell me like, oh, I've been to San Juan. I was like, okay, were they really old buildings along the water? They go, yeah, and it was on a cruise. It was like, then you haven't been to San Juan. So uh, we were in the city of San Juan and there's like a little branch off of it. And that part, uh, kind of like Fort Myers Beach, right? that's Viejo San Juan. So that's the part that Spain really like built. And so those are very old buildings. They're beautiful. They're brightly colored, you know. And so we would drive up there and you have to pass like the mountainous areas like Dorado where we have family. So this song was playing and I very specifically remember going through like the cobblestone streets of viejo san juan um why it's on this list and it's not just like oh great i think i would always have associated puerto rico with this song after having played it so much when i was there but three weeks later hurricane maria hit so um we didn't hear from our family for several weeks you know and we have a lot of elderly family and we got lucky you know they lived close enough to a bigger city that they had power um but, when I listen to it now, i can I can see San Juan like before the storm hit.
1: Yeah well, let's listen to it. Right. So, what's going through your head?
0: I can see San Juan every time I hear it. I know you're probably going to ask me when was the last time you heard this. Uh, I was
1: not going to, but you just did, so go for it.
0: <laughs> I refuse to. That's, like, the answer. So
1: that's the first time.
0: Yeah. Um, I listened to it for the few weeks when I got back, like, on loops, so then I could still feel like I was there. And it was a happy memory, you know. Um, and then the storm hit, and I'm, like, even now, like, want to cry hearing it, you know. Um, like, thousands of people died, you know, and uh, we're part of the U.S., and i Would venture to say the majority of Americans do not care. So, I mean, I lived through many hurricanes here, and uh, we get a lot of aid very quickly. And people tend to care about Florida, and are always like, "Oh, poor Florida, God, they get hit by so many hurricanes." And just think about my tiny island. You know, it's like they—the only resource they had was the U.S., and we really failed them on that.
1: Have you been back since?
0: No. Um, I really want to go back, you know, it's cleaned up some, but it's in the areas that tourists will see, like San Juan. Um, But Puerto Ricans are so resilient, you know, they keep saying, like, we're fine, you know, we're good. And we'll keep living on a generator for another year. And it's just insane that people are still doing that. But um, obviously, like... We were conquered before by Spain, you know, um, the Taino people, the native people there. A lot of people are very proud of the fact that they have some Taino in them still. And so they're always like, well, well, just keep getting through it. It's If you only know hardship, then it doesn't really matter. So as me being more Americanized, then I'm seeing is like, I can't believe they didn't get as much aid, but they're not as bitter. You know, the mayor of San Juan has been very outspoken and she's upset about this, but everyday people are not thinking where where's america they're just like well i just got this get is this day. just this is
1: just the next great challenge kind right of. do you, family still there yeah plenty uh, of family how are they doing
0: um good you know as, as good as they can but it's one of those again they're like well you know we got hit by a storm and we'll we'll get through it but they're not like comparing themselves to other areas which definitely got help you know
1: hmm. how far do your roots go back there
0: uh, a while on I, my grandmother's side more than my grandfather's side. So his side is more recently from Spain and France than she's been there for a long, long time. Uh, her dad was at least mixed with some of the Chinese-like immigrants who had come over and were working in the ports. You know, it's it's a port, obviously, Puerto Rico. But, um yeah. Wow. Rich port. <laughs> so, uh And then she, as everyone basically does, she has some Taino in her as well. Her mom is probably just a mix of a lot of like Spaniard, you know, as well. So
1: hmm. um, are you a dancer? I was. What, what do, you do you mean was?
0: I did point ballet. Yeah, for many years. OK, so uh, that's not that's why I say was because it's not like. I just dance. You don't like go to a club and dance ballet. So
1: do you not dance other than ballet then?
0: I feel like it was so (laughs) structured that it's hard for me to like let go a little bit. Um, I dance with my grandfather a lot. And um, yeah, my abuelo, he is he loves dancing, you know, usually like salsa or something. But yeah, um, yeah, he he just went to hospice yesterday. So um, that was kind of like a a lot of the the family was there, you know, it was a huge thing and everyone was sitting around the bed like sharing things as he's sleeping. They're like, well, you know what? We're all going to remember that Rachel still would dance with him. Like no one else wanted to at this point, especially when he was like in a walker, you know, (laughs) and um, I'd always get him up out of his chair. He ended up, okay, so he went from Catholic to Pentecostal and he wasn't allowed to dance at all. And so when I was a little kid, I was like, but I want to dance with you. So I'd force him to dance and then it turned into a thing. He was like, God would let me dance with Rachel. Like, it'll be okay if I dance this is with Rachel. It's like some
1: weird, like, Footloose spinoff. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's the Latin version. <laughs> yeah.
1: Hey, uh, putting you on the spot a little bit, Rachel, but is there a song that you remember specifically, like, with him? Either dancing or just something he listened to? No,
0: so like, he listened to... Usually... Um, I should, it's salsa, right? Is what I'm saying, but really he was humming it. So it's something he would remember from like old country. He was
1: creating the music.
0: Yeah. um, But what he listened to, he would drive us home from school. So I mentioned my best friend and her parents would drive us and listen to NPR. But on the way home, he would listen only to Pentecostal music in Spanish. So very specific things. And there's one in particular about having faith, the size of a mustard seed where Lori, who my best friend is, Totally white. And she could probably still quote that in Spanish, like that whole song, you know. So um, it was definitely him coming out of his, like, little box he put himself in now and when he would, you know, dance with me.
1: Hmm. Uh, When's the last time you saw a concert?
0: Last time I saw a concert, I'm going to say probably, like... Six months ago, I go pretty recently, like or frequently, I should say, so it's probably recent, and I go to a lot of the local shows, you mm-hmm. know, on so the smaller scale, but I'm thinking it's probably Panic of the disco. Okay. Where was that?: I'm thinking Miami? I
1: think Gwen may have been at that show. Yeah, I think we talked about this. I think it was
0: probably, was it American Airlines? It might have been. Uh, I
1: didn't go. She went with her mom, so I'm not entirely sure. I'm asking Gwen. (laughs) Well, like she listens to this. Like I could get my daughter to listen to the thing that I make. If if I didn't make it, she'd probably listen to it. Um, uh, Do you have a peak concert experience?
0: Okay, weirdly Coldplay. Of all things, why is that weird? Because it's not like people are just kind of like Coldplay. It's like music that's like playing way the background, way too that, mainstream, like, and no one listens to Coldplay. We all listen to Coldplay, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it was during... we've had
1: a few Coldplay hardcoreers on this show, so there are a Sorry. few anyway. <laughs>
0: um, so that was during their Milo Zaleto album, which wasn't as popular anyway. I feel like um, it was that song Paradise, which everyone remembers for that weird video of like an elephant like riding a bike. It wasn't a real elephant. It was someone in an elephant like mask. Okay, moving on. Real bike, fake elephant. (laughs) (laughs) This is the real news. So um, Paradise was really popular. It was like the song of the summer kind of thing. But we actually were already going to this concert and my dad got the tickets because this is getting like really dark. But um, because my best friend had died in a car accident like that. May right, so it's like June is going to be the concert, and we couldn't drive exactly. We were like sixteen, but no one had gotten their permit on time in our group. So the other person who's going to go to the concert is still fifteen, right? You know, so we got some, like one of our friend's parents to drive us, and she was actually like our English teacher, and she like loved our friend who passed Dylene, And so we get there, and she's like, "I'm going to go see if I can like I'm going to take your tickets from you guys, and I'm going to go see if they have anything near it, so that like me, and my husband. Can stay instead of like doing stuff in Tampa and coming back to get you. And we're like, okay. So she goes up there and she was really selling one of the three tickets and buying Floor tickets for us three, and then keeping the two that were like nosebleeds for her and her husband. Okay. So they still went to the concert, but um we were there. And I think, especially like in that mindset, like it was the first like real loss we'd all suffered. Yeah. yeah. That it, it was and just. And like, play can be
1: deep and thoughtful. Oh, yeah. 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 It's like
0: Yellow's playing, you know, yeah. we're like, oh my gosh. But uh it was a very upbeat album overall. So since it was that album tour, it was like really interactive. They had a lot of like neon lights and things. And they had a lot of, like, inflatables that they were just throwing out in the crowd. So it was just, like, a lot of fun. It was the first time we'd had fun in about a month, you know. Hmm. We were just really meeting at our friend's grave all the time. Like, she's buried in a mausoleum, you know. So um, we would just, like, sit on the marble floor and all talk like she was still – like, we'd sit in a half circle so that, like, she had a spot, you know. Hmm.
1: Um, do you have any TV theme songs committed to memory? And if so, would you sing one for us and with us? You know, okay, it, okay, no. Richard, stand by, Richard.
0: We got to make this a,
1: a trio. Oh, I'm ready.
0: The worst thing is, <clears throat> no, guys. The show I'm thinking of is Danny Phantom. The immediate thought Mike has was, no idea. What
1: you're about, on your what own. <laughs>
0: No, you it's like a rap. How
1: about Fairly Odd Parents?
0: Okay, probably do yeah. Fairly Odd hey, wait, Parents. Hold on, hold on. He's a oh. phantom. You're right, you're right. Yo, Danny Phantom was older <laughs> 14 when his parents built a very strange <laughs> machine. He was to a world unseen. And then Danny took a look inside of it. Everything just changed. His molecules got all we rearranged. re-arranged. <laughs> When he first woke up, he didn't realize. Know no, one. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't. <laughs> Walk through walls, to disappear, and fly. He's much more unique than the other guys. Then that he knew what he had to do to stop all the ghosts that were coming through. Oh, I remember this oh, now. Gotta catch catch them all, cause he's Danny, Phantom, like. <laughs> Danny Phantom. Danny Phantom.
1: Danny <laughs> Phantom. <laughs> Great I, show. I'm, I'm hoping. Tara, I'm, you missed it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Tara, you walked in at the worst time.
1: We, we I just just sang the Danny Phantom oh, song to I'm gonna laugh when after all of the things that we've done for the show musically, if that's the thing that gets us like algorithmically oh, yeah. removed off
0: of the yeah. internet. <laughs> <laughs> Nickelodeon's gonna come. Well, for I you. was
1: throwing in my little extras to throw off the algorithms.
0: <laughs> <laughs> sure, that's what you were doing.
1: Oh, well done, well done.
0: I um, had that one line that really tripped me up. Continue. <laughs> no,
1: no. That's really good. Um, uh, Broadway musicals. Thank um, for you.
0: Yes. And I would say like probably Wicked, like still my favorite. You know, um, I love Les Mis. Don't get me wrong. But it's just like I felt like I watched that at a time when you're like, I feel like her. You know, mm-hmm. I can really identify with being the outsider. So it was a great time. I've seen Lion King, too, which was a great show. Very different. Have in, you
1: seen any in New York?
0: Yes, all in New York. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay. So I've never seen anything off Broadway. Um, I want to because I told you our friend Chris is in Hamilton now in San Francisco, and I really should have seen him when he was in Puerto Rico with Lin Manuel Miranda, but like that's on me.
1: So. Uh, what about musical movies? Like the biopics that are coming back now, or you know,
0: I liked Bohemian Rhapsody. Like you I know, liked it a lot. Uh, people are hating on it, but I think like it got the performance really well. Like that's Queen is a group my parents could agree on. Now, I think I everyone can see can. that as
1: being an overlap between it's because it got so much. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if we're gonna combine the two, no. if we had to, yeah,
1: Queen. So, um, uh, have you seen the new John uh, Elton John?
0: No, I haven't. Uh, we it? went
1: and saw it on Saturday.
0: Yeah? We liked it. Okay. Gwen loved it. Okay. So I liked it. I kind of take her opinion. <laughs>
1: it was interesting because, you know, I knew the Queen mythos really well. So that story was very accessible to me. But mm. I don't really know that John Lennon, Elton, I keep calling him John Lennon, it's Elton John. <laughs> Although according to this, he picked the name John because of John Lennon. At least that's one of the little Easter eggs in oh. the movie. Um, but I didn't really know what was going on. So it was sort of way more raw, like watching a movie that you didn't know the outcome. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. So anyway, I, I liked it. Um speaking of John,
0: it's time for your third song. Oh, I think I'm going to throw up, Mike. <laughs> so I've warned you, I'm not going to mention this person's name, like the subject of the story. So Okay. And it's not John Lennon. No, it's not John. Okay. Lennon. I'm talking about John Lennon right now. Um so I don't know if I'm going to Obviously it's going to be a Beatles song. I'll let I'll let the story tell you which one. So this happened in college. Um, all of this is going to give away who it is, and that's why I'm keeping like his name out of it because whatever. But so we were in the college paper together, and we were all going to an SPJ conference, the Society of Professional Journalists. You know, so it was in Orlando. That way, we didn't have to like fly to a different state every time i'm in a group by the way like i'm in a paper the conference ends up in the same state like that one year right (laughs) so we didn't get to fly anywhere and i was like all right orlando but we drove up with another editor so um he and i worked very closely together and we were good friends and um like everyone knew i like definitely like this guy you know everyone but him like it just completely went over his head I was like bummed that somebody else was going to be driving with us. And she sat in the back seat, like texting her boyfriend the whole time. But then, you know, when someone else is there, you feel like you're being watched the whole time. Yeah, it throws
1: off the dynamic.
0: And thankfully, it's like a short drive comparatively to Orlando. It's not too bad. So we drive up there. It's like making very small talk, like, look at that car <laughs> kind of stuff. If we had slipped for a second, everyone in this newsroom would have gotten a text, you know. (laughs) So um, we were being monitored. (laughs) I finally say like, oh, you know, the whole time we've been driving, I've been picking the music. He was like, oh, choose whatever you want. It's just been like a playlist on my phone. And I said the whole time, even though I've been playing whatever it is, you know, some playlist, uh, I'm hearing like the Beatles in my head. He's like, well, why is that? Well, my dad's mom lived in Orlando. And like I said, my parents could agree on the Beatles. So we would go up and visit her. And on the drive, we would listen to the Beatles. I mentioned that. And he was like, oh, cool. And we get there. We have the conference. We left. And the girl wanted to stay. She was like, I want to stay for the fireworks. I've never been to Disney. And when we're driving back, it was like much more calm. (laughs) It's like I didn't feel like... So wound up the whole time. And we were passing this lake. I think it's like Lake Alfred or something Mm -hmm. that you end up passing. It's like on the back roads. On 27. And it happens to be during like sunset time. So it's like the sun's setting and it's like, it was like bright purple. It was gorgeous. So I have like my face pressed to his passenger side door, you know, and I'm like looking out the window and I kept being like, oh my God, look. And we stop at a Starbucks and like got coffee and he's changing out of like our college paper shirt and he's he's, like sitting in the the lot you know and I like good Catholic girl like I am horrified like I am blushing like I am sitting in the passenger seat like there is a boy taking off his shirt (laughs) and so (laughs) I already know you're going to use this line (laughs) like I know oh man so that's the promo
1: 100%
0: oh god
1: this is still the promo (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um, All right. So, you know, he gets changed. It's not as dramatic now, you know, obviously, but it was then. So he gets back in the car and I cannot look at him. And this is how he gets away with it, because I am like trying to hide the fact that I'm like burning up. Like I'm just like, oh, man, you know, (laughs) I can't believe this just happened. And like he is struggling to change the music. He is driving with one hand and doing something, but I'm not looking at him. And I'm looking out at the sunset still and being like, OK. Then I could tell that he was looking at me. So I looked over and he's like grinning. He's like very proud of himself about something. And I'm just completely confused as to what. And then it, it starts like the music starts to swell. And he starts to sing along with it as I'm still processing it. So I'm going to leave it there.
1: I'm not even going to intro it then. Play it, Richard.
0: to what next? Um, I used this song, mentioned this <laughs> song, because, uh, this is the moment that I, like, I realized, like, I was definitely, like, in love with this guy, you know, it wasn't just, like, a crush on someone I worked with and went to school with. Um, and it's like it's still like a happy memory, you know, like I'm like, oh, man, like, I don't know if, if everyone has like and I've had other relationships. I don't know if everyone has that moment. Like and I, I never had like a I could put a pin in it. Like this is it. This is the moment that I realized, you know, and um, he's just like singing along with it. Like Were you I singing too. Yeah, like eventually, you know, uh, but I was just like it was a lot, you know, is it
1: out of character for him to be singing a Beatles song.
0: Um, yeah, he's a little like buttoned up. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know? Okay. Um, he's a musician himself, but I think he like keeps that from everyone a lot. So, you know, he's not gonna be the guy at the party playing Wonderwall. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know why that's a meme, but we all know that guy. So no, not at all. Um and he is pretty reserved about like the fact that he has this very artistic side. So um and after the song, I remember saying like the Beatles and it kept playing whatever he had like a playlist or something um again I really don't remember he might have had a cd like um because I feel like I remember like shuffling sounds of something more like plastic you know and um I didn't really ask questions but it kept going He was like well you said like your dad always used to play the Beatles on this drive so I figured I'd play it you know and he was very thoughtful that way like really like random small things like that and they all just kind of added up um so I didn't mention his name because he has no idea that I felt that way about him. I don't know. Maybe still to this day feel that way. Yeah. So we dated other people. Um, we are friends. And um, but yeah, no, it's it's like hard um, to be around this person still. Is he going to be listening to this? Probably. <laughs> Knowing the level of support uh, of everything else I do. Yeah. Okay. That so yeah, um, he'll know. Hi there, unnamed dude. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't greet him. <laughs> don't encourage this. Uh.
1: Um, well then, all right. So we've 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 accomplished another reveal on this show, shall we say? Yeah, yeah. Well, thanks.
0: No, <laughs> don't thank me. <laughs> uh, okay.
1: Well then, we're gonna just keep on trucking.
0: Uh huh. Uh, this is all off the record, right, Rachel? This is all off the record, not official. Hey, hey, listen, Tara. <laughs> Tara knows things.
1: Yeah, no, it's too late for off the record. <clears throat> fourth song.
0: Um, a fourth song I thought of was Balante, and I don't even know the artist's name. Um, she has like a really powerful video that goes with it, and it's after Maria. So it's another like. This one is very personal to me, Aventorera, but um, Palante, like, everyone who's heard it is, like, bawling, you know. Um, Palante means to go forward, like, continue, you know. And uh, it's just a very, like, the lyrics are very much just, like, I get up in the morning and uh, I, like, get through the day. And it's a very Puerto Rican attitude about things, you know. Um, And then Palante, just, like, you, you move forward. Hmm.
1: Um, is there an album you've listened to the most in your life?
0: Probably Modern Vampires of the City. Okay. Yeah. I listened to that album just, like, through and through so many times. There's a lot of them on there that speak to a lot of things. Like, Finger Back is, like, another one of those, like, upbeat kind of things. It doesn't have those voices in particular, like, the... The
1: chipmunk voices, <laughs> as I characterize them. No,
0: but um, it talks about, like, this forbidden romance between this girl who goes to a falafel shop. It literally says, you know, like, and... um it's like what should she have done, like stared at this poster on the wall instead. But she like falls in love with this guy there and she's like an Orthodox Jewish girl. And it's like the war between all these religions is like it's this one couple And it's that one story at the beginning, but then by the end of the song, uh, it's like called finger back because it's like bend your finger back snap. Like it's like it's very quick. So it's like whatever snap. Um, Ah, Yeah, yeah. Like like you're making the sound like you hurt yourself. And then um, it's like by the end, it just goes all the blood, 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 all the blood, 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 blood. And it's about like the religious wars between these two. But all the others you know hmm. so um
1: if you can make a, a a band that you're a big fan of and maybe it is a vampire weekend that would become something that everybody listened to which would it be
0: oh i don't feel like it's vampire weekend because okay, i want that's... them as like a good a, a good secret <laughs> oh but, gotcha yeah um i feel like tame and Paula probably they're um very like they're an Australian band and they do a lot of like 80s synth to like some things, but without being the cheesy 80s sounds. So they're like basically taking like a, a current indie song, that type of like voicing to it and everything, and then layering a- in those... deifying
1: it. Yeah. Of.
0: Um, and what are they called tame? Tame Impala.
1: Is that like tame and Paula? No,
0: tame impala, like tame an Impala. M- oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. probably
1: six or seven ways we could tear that apart. Um, uh, um, um, what would your fourteen year old self think of who you are?
0: Um I think she'd be proud, you know. Uh I'm still like a writer. I wanted to be a creative writer at that point, but i explained it to her correctly (laughs) i'm still a writer um and um i think i still stay like very true to my just like hopeless romantic self so yeah
1: (laughs) um okay uh can you recommend three people who you will share this with who you think we could try to get as guests and what was that guy's name (laughs) i'm kidding
0: (laughs) You almost got me. <laughs> no. Um, okay. One, Mike Danielowski, the one that I tell you is you just 10 years ago. Uh, my good friend, he works at Wink, and he's, like, just an interesting dude. And also just be weird, like, you two talking. Yeah. Because it's, it's the same dynamic. Cool. Um, so if you, you want to meet yourself, do that. Um, he might not like future him. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Give him (laughs) a harsh awakening. God, I'm like going to just say, like, all wing people. Um, I'm thinking, like, locally, I'm like only friends with you guys. (laughs) <laughs> work, right? But um, actually, like, one of my mom's coworkers, she came here from Haiti when she was very young and she's who I talked to you about, like, TPS and everything, Anika mm-hmm. Ramsey. And I would be fascinated to know what kind of music she even listens to, you know. Uh, she's just, like, the sweetest human being and she works at the college, Mockley Technical College, with her and she handles a lot of the students who need, like, financial aid. So she's one of the advisors as well, but usually, like, kids in, like, very dire straits and she's finding a way to get like kids in Immokalee who have very little to go to school. So um, she's always got a big smile on her face. I really okay. like her. And mm, I, okay, this sounds really, really random. I've only met him, I do not know his name. I met him twice, and I met him at church. And he is the priest who does the Vietnamese Mass at church. There's a Vietnamese Mass, like already, that's surprising to me that there's a large enough population. But like, I want to know what a priest would choose in general. Um, because one of them told me he was a fan of Metallica once. Okay. So, like, but then him in particular, I was like, that's really cool. How did you end up in Southwest You'll Florida? have to take
1: one of our little postcards, a little little <laughs> co- coasters, and write my email address on it and give it to him. So you mail yeah. email this guy.
0: Why not, right?
1: Why not? Okay. Uh, songs you'll avoid for whatever reason.
0: Uh, Call Me Maybe by Carly Ray ah, Jepsen. I'm with you there. Yeah. It's one of those, like, I just... <laughs> hate that song i don't know why uh i think it was one of those like i was just in a bad place when i first heard that was like never again like get this out of here it's the worst parts of pop to me okay yeah um that i think is the the big one clearly okay
1: uh (laughs) any final thoughts you've done it
0: i feel (laughs) slightly queasy (laughs) 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 i don't know what i just did but yeah i did it
1: um uh well and by the way you will be missed around here just so you know but we are proud of you.
0: Thank you. I'm going to miss you all. Clearly don't do it I'm going to cry. <laughs> <laughs>
1: We make this podcast in the studios of WGCU Public Radio on the campus of Florida Gulf Coast University in Fort Myers, Florida. Richard Chinqui is co-creator and producer. Tara Callaghan is online content producer. Chris is, is executive producer. Our theme song was made by Dave, Dave, Dave Cowan and Stick Martin at Monkey House Studio in St. Pete. For this week's Parting Tune, I'm going back to episode 22 of this podcast to our guest Thomas Allen Harris's third song story, to be exact. He's host, director, and executive producer of a new TV show called Family Pictures USA that's debuting on PBS on August 12th. It uses old photo albums as a way to get to know communities and the people who inhabit them. The first episode will feature photos and
0: stories from right here in southwest Florida. In 1974, I moved to East Africa with my mom and my younger brother, Lyle. And uh, my mom got a job teaching in the Ministry of Education in uh, Tanzania. And we lived there for two years. And um, every morning, the students uh, we wore uniforms. The uniforms were white shirts and khaki shorts. And we would line up for assembly every morning and we would sing this song. It's called Mungu Ibariki Africa, and it's the national anthem of Tanzania. And the translation from Kiswahili to English is God Bless Africa. It's also the national national anthem for South Africa. And my stepdad, who raised me from the time I was nine years old, was a South African freedom fighter.
1: Keep listening.
0: Four! Next time on Three Song Stories.
1: And so the last night we were in Ethiopia, all we had to do was the next morning get up and get on the plane. There's like, I don't know if you've
0: ever heard of Addis Ababa, there's a Sheridan there, which is like a five-star club. So we're hanging out with Bono in the VIP area go down to the dance floor. He's with all the girls. We're just kind of hanging out. And in walks Chris Tucker. He's got security all around him. They escort him to the VVIP area. They start playing his movie clips on the wall. They make <laughs> announcements like, we love Chris Tucker. And the crowd's like,
1: yeah. And Bono's like, yeah.